Greetings, this is Brother Leroy with Cares of the Covenant Ministry, and I want to thank you for taking out your busy schedule to be with us. And then I'm going to ask you to please subscribe, hit the like buttons, the uh, uh, notification buttons, and contact the, the medium by which you are hearing from us, because it, re it really, really makes a difference, and it's a blessing to us. Now, and also I want to thank my partners and friends and loved ones, because they help us carry out the work that, care, that the Father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit has asked us to do. And that's to take the Word of God and to bring to you and everyone we minister to the reality of the truth of the Word of God. Let's pray. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus for your Word brings light to us. And if we receive it, if we listen to the Spirit of God, it brings light in every area of our lives. So we're talking about faithful prosperity. You know, our I, I, I foundational truth is a born-again believer. As born-again believers, we are redeemed from the curse of law and are heirs to Abraham's blessing and God's promise of prosperity. I remember some years ago, I was really, I mean, things was, before I was saved, and things were really, really bad. I mean, my, my gas was cutting off. I didn't have a car. I was, lived, I, my, my, I was living in a place that didn't have, it had very poor heat. It had no air condition, uh, and I wasn't making it. Just everything was bad. I mean, you name it, it was, it was bad. And, uh, uh, and, and one day I got this letter, and this said, Dear Mr. Johnson, uh, we're writing this letter to you because your father has passed away. He, he owns so many uh, acres of land in California. He has so many horses, and it just went on and on. I mean, it was just, it was just saying money, money. I just saw money, 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 dollar signs. I mean, then, it, then it, after, after two or three pages of saying all that my father had to me, it asked him, now, was your father's mother's name I'll just say Miss Ann. And I mean, my, you, it's kind of like my, it was saying in the cartoons, or when someone fought, finds out someone don't love them, my heart just, she just sank because my father's mother was not Miss Ann. And because I, I, I had, I really had only, I had only met my, my father one time. And, uh, but I had, my grandparents raised me to a great degree. But it was just like, oh, all this, I mean, it's just like laid out this great banquet of, of all the, the wealth that my father owned, and it was mine, but yet at the end of the letter, the statement did not agree. Well, that's the way many believers are. It, it is a banquet of wealth. It's a, it's, it's a success laid out in the word of God. You know, but see, one thing about, you know, we, we read the scripture in Romans, how you have to, re don't be conformed, to this world but by but be renewed by the but be renewed by the renewing of your mind transformed by the renewing of your, your mind with the word of God Romans uh 12 2 I have seen and actually it best way I can say it hurts my heart it, it hurts my inner man when I hear believers say I have enough I it doesn't take that much or I don't need any more Number one, the scripture says that uh, we're supposed to leave an inheritance to our children's children. Not long ago, I heard a gentleman say that if you need to, you need it, you want to leave a, a decent inheritance to your grandchildren, you need to have at least 
15 million dollars put away and that's spent and that amount is constantly increasing according to inflation and 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 so then not but only that most people will tell you i need money on one hand but on the other hand they talk they talk poverty and then they say i don't uh i don't need that but i don't i do not know a church that does not have needs and the reason i say that is because money is a commodity and jesus says go into all the world and so every true bible believing church if it is doing what god says to do then that means in some form or another is feeding the hungry is helping the widow is helping the sick is helping the downtrodden is helping the brokenhearted is helping the blind and all those things cost money i know when we went to haiti uh it was a uh uh it was and just example we took we took four duffel bags just stuffed of items to help the uh the missionaries that was already there and i tell you uh the cost what the cost of those four duffel bags and that's when they allowed you to have more than one bag it was it was I'll just say the best way, it was outrageous. But because I knew we was in the, the plan of God, the will of God, uh, we found favor. And when I, we, the person asked, us at the, 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 I, I don't know if this was normal, but the lady who was doing our, t uh, our tickets asked us, what was our purpose? And we said, well, we're going on, uh, we're doing missionary work. And we said that she, uh, she stamped all our four duffel bags uh, and, and it was no cost for them. But so if we if you do not renew your mind with the word of God concerning the proper place for prosperity in your life as a believer. Because you have not renewed your mind, the way you think will be poverty, you will always be lacking. And like I said, poverty, pop, you know, that scripture says, brother. I desire above all things that you will prosper and be in health, even as your soul prosper. So if if you're you're not you don't have a prosperous soul mind concerning wealth, you will be never reach the place of prosperity that God wants you to have. If you are not prosperous in your mind or think in your mind concerning health, your health will always lack. Let's turn to Galatians 3, 13 and 14 again. Galatians 3, 13 and 14 says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us because it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs hung on a tree. 14, the purpose was that the blessing of Abraham would come to the Gentiles by Christ Jesus so that we could receive the promised spirit through faith. And now this, this here scripture is, uh, if you, you know, really when the word talks about certain things, you need to know what the word is, is talking about. And so we, we just said, we read that scripture where it says, curse, Jesus hung on a tree and was cursed for us. So turn to Deuteronomy. Uh, we're going to read verses, Deuteronomy, we're going to read verse one through eight. Now. If you faithfully obey the Lord your God and are careful to follow all his commandments, in our case, the New Testament, I am I'm giving you today, I am giving you today 
the Lord your God will put far above all the put you far above all the nations of the earth. All these blessings will come and overtake you because you obey the Lord your God. Uh, so no, I said this way. Ken Hagen, you said this way. There's a heaven. To sh there's a there's a hell to shun, and a, there's a heaven. There's a hell to shun, and a heaven to gain. Jesus said this. We can have heaven upon earth, and I know people are quick to say to me. I don't know anybody heaven 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 on earth. Well, just because you don't know that there's uh, someone who has a, he a heaven on earth lifestyle that does not mean it exists, but because scripture, Jesus said it, the scripture says it, then that means it's possible. And notice this, that, that person saying, I do not know anyone who has heaven on earth. If they base having a heaven on earth lifestyle upon what they know or what they don't know, they will never, I mean, uh, and not the scripture, they will never have heaven on earth. But see, I know that you can have heaven on earth lifestyle because Jesus said that if we believe, we can have it. Notice verse three, you will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. Your offsprings will be blessed and your land produced and the offspring of your flock, including the young of your herds. Remember, I just mentioned about the person uh uh, someone else's garden being big, your garden being bigger than the other person. I remember this. I'll never forget this testimony. It was a, a minister. He's, I said, I recommend all his books to you. He's gone on now, but his name was Norval Hayes. And he talks about how years ago he had, uh, uh, he had a, uh, a orange grove and, uh, they were, the, the, the newsman was, uh, saying that, the, you know, uh, the temperature was going to drop and it was, it was going to kill all the oranges and, and all that sort of thing. And so he went out and he had neighbors who had orange, orange uh, uh, groves uh, on both sides of him. Uh, and, and so both his neighbors grew oranges. And his, he went out and he said he spoke to the he spoke to the weather. He spoke to his oranges. He loosened the angels. He quoted. He, he, God says, put your put me in remembrance of my word. So it's not that God don't does not know. But remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And the scripture says, speak to the mountain. So uh, Minister Norval Hayes spoke to all the things that concerned him prospering. He, he told God, God, you said I will be blessed in the country. And you said no weapon formed against me should prosper. You said a thousand may fall on one side and ten thousand and on the other and will not come near me. And so so he, he spoke and decreed that his oranges, not one of his oranges would freeze, that, that the freeze, the snap would not affect him. Well, the next day or two, the, 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 the cold weather came through. He went out there and... On both sides of him, the both his neighbors, the, the cold had affected their oranges, but he did not lose one orange. You say, uh, if you're a believer, you say, I don't believe that, then you're an unbelieving believer because that is a testimony of the power of God. And, and, and I believed it. I believed it. And actually, I know that can happen. If, if I didn't, if, and the thing is, I know it can happen. I know it does happen. And it's not based upon what I've seen, but it's based, based upon the 91st Psalm. A thousand may fall on one side or be affected on one side and 10,000 be affected on the other. 
but it will not come near. You know, the Bible tells us these things were, uh, the accounts of what happened to men and women were written for our examples. But think about this. The scripture talks about when the, when the, when the plagues came upon the people of Egypt because of, of what their leader, Pharaoh, did, and, and them being under covenant, Israel being under covenant, and those people not being covenant people, it says it was so dark, you could feel it. And if they stayed in bed, I believe it was three days they stayed in bed. And also it was so, and then it says that it was like, the, the darkness was like a curtain. You could, it was just like a, a, a line drawn in the sand that when that darkness came up to, to that line, it stopped. But think about this. Uh, there were, it talk, scripture talks about how all the animals died of the Egyptians, but not one animal died. I used to have a, a message. It was called One More Day with the Frogs. Because when the plague of frogs came upon the Egyptians, there were frogs everywhere. I mean, there was frogs in the oven. There was frogs in the refrigerator. There was frogs in the bed, under the bed, in the tub. It was just frogs everywhere. But there was not one frog where the children of Israel lived. So if they could live in a situation and there was not one frog, or there was darkness so that you could feel it and so thick, but it stopped. And they were under a covenant that was not as good as the covenant that we have. What potential? You know, I, I'll say this. And I'm not telling no one to take. Scripture says this. Whatever you do, do it in faith. And, then, and we're going through, going through a pandemic. And people are jumping up and down. Should I, take the, take the, should I get vaccine or shouldn't I take vaccine? This is the answer. Number one, be led. And if you take it, the vaccine, take it by faith. And if you don't take the vaccine, don't take it in faith. But the scripture says, whatever is not a faith is sin. Also, the believers are not supposed to be fearful. So we're not supposed to be fearful of anything that comes in this earth realm. But know this. Scripture says we are already redeemed, but you have to believe that. Here's an example. The scripture says, uh, tells us we can eat anything that we want as long as it's not offered up to sacrifices. And I'm not saying you should just eat anything. If you, you know, if you know it affects your, your, your faith, your body, where you're at today, then you shouldn't eat it. If it's, you know, if it's a derogatory. In other words, the scripture tells us that, say, we shouldn't, uh, if we drink anything deadly, if we drink anything poisonous, well, it doesn't teach us to go out and eat anything poisonous. But I want you to know we're redeemed from the curse of law and we're supposed to prosper and uh, be. And the scripture says we'll walk by faith. So whatever you do concerning the environment in which you live in today, do it in faith. And we're out of time again. And I want you to know you are blessed. Good measure. pressed down, shaken together by the God of, of opulent abundance. This is Brother Leroy saying. God loves you. I love you. Until next time, be blessed.